we're back. We're missing one this week. It's not me. I'm here this time. The other one that usually talks for the whole time isn't here. So you guys are going to get some new voices this time. Voices that have been here, but not usually we only get a couple seconds of their time since the other, the other one, my father, just takes up the whole the whole time. Yes. So yes. two of us today. <laughs> just the two of us. Maybe the most dynamic duo. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that's not very dynamic. No, not. He's... <laughs> He's very strict in every sense of in the movement and in the fact that he he's the only one who talks. Yes. Yes. So that being said, Rye, what are we talking about today? Uh, so kind of building off of last week, we're going to be talking about motivation and drive. Ooh, how exciting. Oh, yes. Uh, so in what kind of context are we talking motivation and drive? Um, well, I guess you could take it in a couple different ways, but I think the most glaring example would be uh, motivation and drive to come into the gym or complete the exercises that are prescribed to you or that you um, are doing to achieve your goals. Um, but, you know, that can be motivation to, you know, get out of bed and ha enjoy your day. It could be anything really. So I think anything that we're going to talk about in the next 27 minutes could probably apply to a lot of aspects of your life, even if they're not directly mentioned by us. Yes. And so when it comes to motivation, do you, do you at 18 years old, always have motivation? Uh, yes and no, I <laughs> yeah. guess. Um, some of my motivation probably due to maybe my choices or path that I'm taking is a little different than most kids my age. But I also have, with that being said, like different motivation than probably somewhat your average adult um, because of that said path. But there's also times where you do kind of struggle to have motivation, whether that be for a daily task or uh, going into the gym. And that's, you know, we both like going to the gym a lot. And I think before we get too deep into anything else, like that's something that, um, you know, even people like us who our career is based around fitness and we talk about fitness and all that, like even for us, sometimes there is, you know, there can be a lack of motivation some days. Yeah, I think that's a, a big point uh, that people find it difficult to be like, man, I just, I, I, I didn't have the motivation today. I didn't have the drive today. Uh, I can't do that. I'm tired. I have this, I have that, I have this, I have that. Don't end up making it into the gym. And the reality is, is anyone, including us, who like our job is to be in the gym, uh, lack that because sometimes it's just kind of tiring to be at the gym for multiple hours a day um, as a coach or as a trainer to then be able to transfer that and like switch gears and go, okay, now it's time for my training. Um, and so I think it's important for people to realize that if you solely rely on hoping to have that drive or hoping to have that motivation, it's, you're going to fail more times than not because it's not going to be there. Um, but to go back to our podcast from last week, which if you haven't listened to, go do that now, um, is that it has to be enjoyable, right? So if doing what you're doing at the gym is something like you just like dread, you don't enjoy it because you don't like 
whatever movement for the day, you don't like whatever it is that you're training, then like, that's an easy switch that you can make to increase that drive and increase that motivation and turn it into something that you actually enjoy. Yeah, I think um, you can, you could obviously like, you know, switch the movement potentially. Obviously there's, if you're doing, there's multiple movements that hit each muscle group, but you could also look at it as kind of an opportunity to maybe improve your mindset in general about kind of what you're going through. So if you, you hate to do anything lower body, for example, then maybe you just look at it as today, this is kind of my challenge for the day is to kind of get through that. And that can be your motivation. Even if you don't, you start off by not really loving whatever's going to go on. Um, and I think both of us and then the three of us, if you include uh, our missing counterpart, um, can kind of attest to that in the sense that, you know, sometimes you know what you're going to do and you're like, oh, I'm not really a fan of that or that's going to be pretty tough. Um, but you can just look at it from a different lens, not necessarily like I have to get this done, but more of a, um, like a challenge for today. Cause I think a lot of people get into their routine of like, you know, you wake up, you have breakfast, you go to work, you work out and then drive home, have dinner, watch TV, go to sleep. And there maybe isn't after a point, something that's challenging in your day. And I think it's important to kind of have a little challenge, no matter if that be fitness or whatever else related, so that you can look at it kind of as that. Yeah, I think, and to go with that, um, you know, our training should be challenging regardless, right? Because again, the, the second piece to last week's podcast was progression. And so if we're not being challenged by what we're doing within the gym, then we aren't going to progress. We're not going to get better. Um, and so maybe that's where that current lack of motivation is coming from because you're just kind of going through the process of, okay, this is just part of my day. I want to get that workout in because it's part of my day. Um, but it's not, it's not making you any better. It's not challenging you outside of, like you just got to move that day. Um, so making it a, a challenge uh, is, or looking at, at looking at it as a challenge uh, is a, a great alternative or way to kind of increase that drive or increase that motivation. Uh, I think another way to do that um, is something referred to as habit stacking, right? Um, and so it is difficult to add something into your routine, right? Because as people with busy lives, we always can try and push something off. And it's easy to say, oh, I'll get to it later, or oh, I can get to this later, or I'll do it after this, or I'll do it after that. And then it's nine o'clock at night and you haven't gotten your workout in. Um, and so tying it into something and creating it uh, as a part of your natural routine can help to increase that. So then you're not reliant on motivation or drive. So for me, it was 5.30 p.m. Like that was my designated time to, to work out. And that was because as soon as I got off of work, I went straight to the gym because I knew if I went home, I wasn't gonna leave and go back to the gym. 
because I was going to find something at home that I had to do, whether that was laundry, dishes, cleaning, whatever the case may be. Or I sat on the couch and then decided, meh, this is more comfortable, right? So finding a way to include it or incorporate it into your daily routine uh, is another way to kind of sidestep that, oh, I don't have the motivation. It's like, nope, this is just what is next on my agenda. Yeah, I think that's definitely, I think a lot of people can uh, relate to that in the sense that they have their their time when they usually come. So whether that's early in the morning, you're starting off with that, or um, in the evening, kind of in that sense where it's like you have to, you come straight from work or you're not going to come at all. Um, I think another way is probably you can almost, I don't want to say like, like make it or like form motivation or drive, but you can, you can like kind of ask yourself a series of questions to like realize like, okay, well, if you're paying someone to design a program for you and take their time out of their day to look at what's best for you, then, and you're that serious about what you're looking for, so your goals in order to pay someone to do that for you, then you can probably go and do it. So if you're not that serious about your goals or you know, whatever you're trying to achieve or whatever you're paying someone for, then you probably wouldn't be paying them for it. So I think you can kind of, not that like you should use money as an incentive, but you're, you are paying someone. So you're giving up your money for nothing if you're not actually going to come in and do it. So I think uh, that can kind of drive some people in the sense, especially if they're, you know, a little bit tighter on money and that's a big part and they voice that opinion which I think a lot of clients do is that it's they're investing a lot in themselves and in their in their fitness so I think you have to you can just look at it in that sense and where you're you know you're paying a lot and you're taking someone's time and effort so you can kind of return the favor and actually come in and execute on it Yeah, I think that's a big like accountability piece, right? So a lot of what we do as coaches, um, it isn't just about, or it doesn't always have to be about like, okay, you've given me money, I've given you programming, and now we're done, right? It is that follow through and that accountability of like, hey, you said Monday was the day you were going to work out, haven't seen you, what's going on, is everything okay? And in that little extra push of like, oh, yeah, my schedule got, got, got the best of me today. You know what? I, I'll be there. I'll be there at six o'clock and come in and do it. Uh, and so I think the, the most important thing or the biggest kind of takeaway of all of this is that you can always find an excuse or a reason not to do something. But remembering your why and and why you are paying for fitness or why you're working with a coach or why you have a gym membership and and being accountable to yourself on delivering yourself that goal. Because at the end of the day, no matter what, you could pay four trainers. And if you're you're not following through on yourself and what you want, then it's never going to happen. Yeah, I think that's, um, that's like basically as simple as it. I mean, that's every, I think everyone can kind (laughs) of go back to that because everyone's gonna, I mean, that's pretty, like if you're, you're not going to get anything out of something that you don't actually do. 
Um, so let's say we have someone who uh, has motivation right now. They maybe are a little bit earlier in their uh, fitness career. They have a younger training age and they're super juiced to be in the gym and they're having a ton of fun and everything. They're seeing great results. And then, you know, a couple years down the line, they start to not necessarily plateau, but things naturally tend to slow down in terms of like PRs or the quote unquote gains that you might make um, and motivation starts to drop. So what happens when we have someone like that and how uh, we can kind of help that person find that motivation again or find new forms of motivation? Yeah, I think uh, speaking just for myself, not even for clients, like I've been through that. And I think that ties into so many different episodes that we've addressed, um, but about why there's seasons of change, like why, you know, at some point in time, uh, you know, for me, CrossFit was the end all be all. Like you could not tell me that there was anything other fitness, anything other fitness related that was going to deliver the results to me that I got from CrossFit. Um, and for me, that changed because I got exposed to other fitness regimes and was able to see progress in doing fitness in other ways. And so my goals changed. What I was interested in shifted. And that's a way that we can kind of fake create motivation because we've we've shifted gears into something new. Um and, and so again, just from a personal perspective, like over the last seven years, like that's something that's been huge for me in exploring many different fitness avenues. Yeah, I think there's that aspect. And then there's also, you can start to look at other, maybe other whys. So if you take, and everyone's going to have a different thing, but my why or my motivation is going to be a lot different than you know, like as an 18 year old who has, you know, minimal, like things tying him down and can basically <laughs> do whatever he wants, um, compared to, you know, a 40 year old person who's married and has kids, your wives are probably going to be a lot different. So your motivation may start by coming into the gym to look better. If you know that you're in poor health and have uh, excess body fat and you want to lose that and then you eventually achieve that and then you're like well all right i look look how i want to look but like what's the point anymore um then maybe your why is you know your kids playing with your kids which we talk a lot about on this or just being able to be active and healthy and go for a hike and not really even have to think about it or uh go to the park with your kids so that maybe become your motivation and it's not even within your self necessarily. So initially your motivation was to lose body fat and look better, but now you look great and you just want to keep up with your kids or you want to play soccer with your kids or whatever it may be. So your motivation and drive may not be necessarily for yourself all the time. And then eventually maybe they're back to college and it switches back to, you know, you want to do X, Y, and Z, or you want to have X, Y, and Z. Um, so I think that's kind of something that a lot of people can resonate with because so many people have kids and then so many people can relatively quickly achieve the goals that they come in saying and then have to look for more options and then realize, um, you know, what's most important. And I think that's something that both you and I 
and my dad too, but have kind of played around with, with the OPEX coursework that we're doing. Um, because a lot, a big part of that is the initial consultation. And a big part of the initial consultation is talking about goals with someone and why their goals are what they are. So, you know, it could be like, I, you want to look better, but why? Or you want to be active with your kids, but why? So then you realize that, you know, your kids are the most important part of your life. And that's why it revolves around that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to always evaluate your why. And again, understand that your why can change as time goes on. And that typically determining your why or your initial reason that you reach out to a coach or the initial reason you walk into the gym is, is very superficial. It's a very like, yeah, I just want to be healthy. I want to, I want to feel better in my own skin. Um, but having that as your focus is only going to take you so far. And so if you're relying on that as your motivation to come into the gym, like, oh yeah, like I want to feel good, that that's going to wear off as you start to see some like good things or has the potential to, right? For some people, we start to see like some aesthetic changes in us and we're like, man, this is great. Like first five pounds gone, first 10 pounds gone. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Whereas for other people, they're like, oh, all right, well, you know, five pounds is great. I'm, I'm good where I'm at. Now I'm not really committed to going into the gym anymore or I, okay, I made it three week, three days this week. That like, that's, that's great. That's all I need. Um, and so again, just kind of focusing back or questioning, like, why is this piece so important to me? Why is going into the gym? Why is my health important? Can help to refocus and push that motivation back into making sure it's something that is included in your daily routine. Uh, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there with that. So I think we've kind of hit on maybe more of a holistic view of people who are either looking for motivation or had motivation and are uh, trying to build that back up in terms of a relatively like recreational sense. So what if we have someone who is um, more motivated by competition or having maybe a goal. So some people's goals may be, uh, you know, lose body fat like we were just talking about, or some people's goals may be, okay, I want to win this competition or I want to be competitive in this local competition or whatever that may be. Is that, so still motivation, but a little bit different. So what are your thoughts on that? How, as a coach, can you attack that? How would your um, way of going about aiding that client change compared to someone who's just more recreational? Uh, I think the answer is, is it, it doesn't change, right? Because at the end of the day, we're focusing on what is most important for the client or what is most important to the client. Uh, and that's achieving their why. Uh, so their motivation may be different, right? For that person, it's like, I want to do well at this competition, uh, this is the ultimate goal. I want to hit these strength numbers or, you know, I want to place within the top five. Um, and so for those people, motivation may be easier because they have an end goal in sight. The hard part for those people it's, is then what's next, 
So you've, you've worked six months, you've worked a year, whatever it is towards that goal, that, that competition has come and now passed. And now what? It's easy at that point to be like, okay, well, I did it. I don't know what's next. But again, that's why we continue to have the conversations that we do as you go through this process to make sure that, again, you understand what your why is. And so we can help boost that motivation or boost that drive because you're excited about what it is that you're doing. Yeah, I think that last part about being excited about what you're doing is probably like kind of going back to what we were talking about in the beginning of like even if you like or don't like the movements that you're going to be working through for that day um you have to look at it no matter what your goals are what your you know why you're in the gym or whatever you're doing you have to look at it in a long term perspective so i think even we will keep our streak rolling of kind of quoting james fitzgerald Mm -hmm. um he put it best to me in one of our cohort calls that you're going to have literally thousands of sessions in the gym. So if you think about even if you're coming three days a week and you take two days or two weeks off a year, so you're working out 50 weeks a year, which seems like a lot in three days a week, but that's probably an average for most people over the course of your lifetime, you're going to work out like close to 80,000 times which is crazy. <laughs> it's it's like, that's mind boggling, right? That's insane. <laughs> yeah. But when you look at it that way, you're like, okay, so, you know, a couple thousand of those might be body composition. A couple thousand of those might be doing it for my kids. Your kids go to college, your kids are off doing their own thing. And then you still have thousands of sessions left. So I think you have to, at the end of the day, everyone, you can't be doing competitions forever. There's a point where your body just can't do that, whatever the competition may be. Um, You have to just find that like enjoyment of whatever it is that you're doing. And I think that's a big part of kind of what James like preaches is that you have to, you're doing it just to enjoy doing it. So you're doing it, whether, even if that's going for a hike outside, you're doing it because you enjoy nature, you get a little sweat and you feel good afterwards. And I think that's uh, what you have to kind of find at the end of the day. So even if it's, you know, even if you're, you want to, you want to get your squat numbers up and you have to do split squats, but you hate split squats, like, but you really love back squats. Like maybe that's something you talk to your coach about and you're like, listen, like this is really draining my enjoyment level down. This is what I like to do. Can we maybe come up with a better plan to, so I enjoy my session a little more that's what it's all about. Cause otherwise who cares about the rest? Like you should be in there to enjoy it. And your, your hour or two hours that you're in the gym should be to enjoy the process. Cause you're going to do it for so long. You have so many thousands of sessions that you, if you're doing it just for competition one, competition two, or this body composition goal, then eventually that's going to go away. And you have to just be like, okay, this is, I just feel good afterwards. Daily challenge. That's it. Yeah, and I think that's why we thought it was important to kind of have this conversation to follow up after last week's podcast to understand that just because you enjoy going into the gym or just because you enjoy 
you know, the high that you feel and you are obtaining, you know, progress throughout whatever it is that you're choosing to do, that isn't always going to be enough for you to feel motivated that day or driven for that day to go into the gym. None of us are always motivated to go into the gym. Even now, like we love doing what we're doing. We're enjoying our hypertrophy training, but knowing that like days are hard and knowing that like, all right, this day is going to suck. I'm going to be in the gym for like two hours. You're, you're still pushing towards an ultimate goal. And so that should be motivation enough or drive enough to take you through something that you don't necessarily look forward to doing because it may be challenging or because it's cold outside, right? Like it is now winter in Ohio. It is going to be gray and gloomy and cold. And it's very easy to say, I'm not doing it today. It's dark when I woke up to go to work. It's dark now when I'm coming home. If fitness and health and wellness is important to you, continuing to do it is always going to be a challenge. And so to a certain extent, making it enjoyable makes that easy. And so finding your true why is what's going to help you at the end of the day to have that drive and motivation. Yep. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. You just had to skip through the past, the whole podcast. That last sentence was basically all you need to know. That's it. Yep. You just wasted your time for the last 20 minutes to that last, that last <laughs> sentence. Well, maybe we'll include that in the blurb. Just skip to minute 24 and 37 seconds. Yeah. And that's all you need to listen to. Yeah. Sorry that the past 24 minutes were ruined because the usual guy who just talks the whole time isn't here. Instead, you got us. We delivered some valuable information. Usually the other guy just talks about Monster and who even knows what. Most of you probably just drone him out after a while. We might do that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. He's just, yeah. Who don't even have an answer with him. No. But with that being said, Rye, any final thoughts from you for our listeners about drive and motivation? Um, kind of, well, I'll give maybe a personal anecdote about that last kind of thing that you said about like, even for us, there's a point where you're not always, you know, super driven or you're not super excited. Like uh, both my dad and I are kind of at a point where like Fridays are pretty tough in terms of uh, like the lower body. And we know it's mentally tough during it and it's not super enjoyable during it. And you're extremely sore afterwards. Like we're two and a half days later now and I'm like fumbling down the stairs. <laughs> um, but, and you know that there's always, you you know, get anxious for it a little bit in the day or days coming up to it, but you kind of have to just take that and like turn it around into like excitement. So you're like, you know, you're not doing it or we're not doing it because it's easy. Like if it was easy, then then there's no point in doing it. So think you can kind of look at it that way of like even even us so the people who are supposed to be like you know we we don't 
it doesn't phase us or we don't, you know, we're trying to help you guys. We go through the same exact thing and we get a little nervous for, you know, X, Y, and Z, or we get anxious or not super thrilled to come and do whatever it may be. Yeah. And I think that's important for all of our clients. And again, the reason why we have these conversations is because at the end of the day, like we walk our talk, like these aren't just words that we say to you. These aren't just things that we think it's, you know, worth talking about on a podcast for you to, you know, waste 30 minutes of your life. Like these are things that we feel are important because we live them every day. And we understand the struggles of trying to figure out what's next. Why am I not enjoying this? How can I make it enjoyable? Why am I choosing to do this? And why after, you know, for me, seven, eight years of training for dad, you know, 20 plus years of training. Like, know, it's enough for him to not <laughs> be able to put his hands over his head. That's another story for another time. But why right? Like, how can we still be excited and be driven and be motivated to do what we do every day? And the reality is, is that we aren't. And so we understand, and this is why we have conversations with our clients about that, uh, that sometimes you got to fake it till you make it to achieve your ultimate goal. Mic drop, pen drop in this case. Pen drop, yes. Pen drop. <laughs> I think that is it. We'll see you next week. Um, maybe that other absolute creature that's sometimes here talking will be here as well. Hope you guys have a great week. Find your motivation. That's it. See ya.